Hello, uh, welcome to Misdeeds and Intrigue. My name is Larissa, and my co host <laughs> is. <laughs> Hello there, Carrie. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, how have you been? What have you been reading? What have you been into? Oh, I'm reading uh, this book called The Push. It's, okay. I, I don't know where it's going. I don't know if it's a mystery. I don't, it's about a woman and her husband. They have a baby. She does not have a connection with this child and there's some questionable actions with this child. Like this might be a psychotic child. So I don't know where it's going. So it's exciting. Mm, yeah. It's a real book. It's not even a Kindle. <laughs> I went and uh, saw a movie. I thought, I thought you being kind of in the industry, you would appreciate it. I went and saw that Nicolas Cage one. Was it good? Okay. At first, I thought the concept of it was such amazing concept. It's almost when Travolta came on the scene with Tarantino and it revived his career. Yeah. I think that was probably his intention. And at first I was expecting a little bit more comedy in the beginning. And I really have to give it to Nick Cage. He really is very tongue in cheek and taken. He's like in yes. on the joke yes. of making fun of what I happened with that. his career. Uh, career. I sound like I said queer, but I said queer. <laughs> and he was awesome. Like I have so much more respect for him that he went from this super talented actor that they was like up and coming to then becoming this B-list movie star, like Bruce Willis kind of went to towards the end of his career. I have a uh, uh, magazine, GQ magazine. You're on the cover here. Is this your snake? Uh, no, no, I don't have any snakes at home. At no more snakes. No more. Snakes. Did you at one time have a two headed snake? I, I did. You did. Does that, does that make it impossibly strange that I had a two headed snake? I did. No, it's weird. It is strange. It doesn't make you strange, but it is strange. I've never seen one. What happened? And it's odd. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I was dreaming about two headed eagles. Okay. And one night I had this, this dream, and then the next day, my manager at the time got a phone call saying, oh, uh, I've got a two-headed snake that I found in Northridge, and I think your client, Nick Cage, would be interested. And I won't mention how much it costs, because that's going to go everywhere. More than the orphanage got, or less? It was more. It was like four times the amount. <laughs> oh, I should have kept that money. No, no I, um, I, um, I bought it. You bought it. I bought it. Did it have two names or one name? No, well, you know, I, I, the reptiles don't really care about us. They don't want us to name them. Okay. We're not part of their world. But, but I, they would fight, and one head was more dominant than the other. And I, why? It was like going to the same stomach. But I would have to put a spatula between the two heads to feed him, and it just got a little too freaky to me. <laughs> so, so I took it to the Audubon Zoo, and I said, this is for you. And they had a great time with it. I think they did name it. I don't know what the name was. But it, it lived for 14 years, and it died uh, just recently so wow it was a good it was a good time for the snake and for the folks that visited the zoo do your know? representatives get a lot of phone calls from people wanting to sell you strange i think stuff? i think they, they they've learned not if they do get the call they learn not to they don't tell you anymore yeah. yeah when the guy from narcos came on the scene that's truly when the movie started like i could not really? stop laughing <laughs> yes the colonel was getting so mad because I was laughing so loud. There were just like two other people in the theater and I would like jump when they jumped. I really have to say he made the movie, that guy. 
like he made the movie. So I'm, I'm oh glad I went saw it in the theater. I appreciate it more. I want to see that. And Tiffany Haddish is in it and she has an FBI agent. It's kind of, there's this. Have you watched any good streaming stuff lately? I have been watching a lot of, I went through uh, Sanditon, uh, the Bridgerton, and then I, uh, Belgravia, which I mentioned before, but I've just been really into documentaries lately. What about you? Oh my God. Navalny, the documentary. Awesome. What's that about? It's about, remember when there was the opposition to Putin, who was running for president in Mm -hmm. uh, Russia? Alexei Navalny has taken on the most dangerous job in the world, challenging the leader of the Kremlin, Vladimir Putin. If I want to be a leader of this country, if I want to fight Putin, I have to organize people. And he got poisoned on a flight and then... He recovered though. Oh mm-hmm. my God, you have to watch it. It's on CNN, but it was actually at Sundance. It's not a CNN production. I think they picked it up after it went to Sundance and won Sundance. But it is fascinating how the preferred method of getting rid of someone in Russia that you don't like is poison. It's speaking of, I actually wanted to talk about a topic related to this today. Oh, go do, please. So I recently read this article as I do. This article I read recently kicked off a series I had read was pretty brief, like in page six, that they had listed all these strange deaths of Russian oligarchs. And one of them that was related to this was the boyfriend of the first season of Ladies of London, how he mysteriously fell out of this building. But then (laughs) this group of businessmen that he was involved with that had rush, you know, were Russian ties, they had all mysteriously died within within a short amount of time. One was on a train track. One was, I think, hung in suspicious circumstances. I'm so fascinated because we watch all these action movies and drama movies and Mm -hmm. salt and about these Russian agents, assassins. And then this article came out, mystery as multimillionaire Russian gas exec is found hanged and his wife and daughter, 18, hacked to death in their Spanish villa days after X. Gazprom prom bank official and his family were discovered dead in a moscow flat two russian oligarchs were found dead in a span of 24 hours the latest in a string of deaths among russian billionaires since the ukraine war the two oligarchs included vladislav ayavev the former president of the famous Gazprom bank and sergey protosenia a former top manager of the major russian gas company novatech the bullet riddled bodies of vladislav ayavev and his wife and daughter were discovered in moscow The apartment is said to have been locked from the inside and the bodies were discovered by Avayev's other daughter. According to the police, Avayev shot his wife and daughter and then himself less than a day later. Sergei Protosenia was found hanging in Spain. His wife and daughter too were stabbed to death. The bodies were discovered in a rented villa in Spain and this was where the family was spending the Easter holidays. According to a local Spanish media report, an axe and a knife were found next to Protosenia's body. The Spanish police is now looking at two scenarios. Either Protosenia killed his wife and daughter and then hung himself or that the entire family was murdered and it was made to look like a murder-suicide. So there's now another of these strange deaths. The son is insisting that it was not a murder-suicide. And I find it fascinating because... I keep using the word fascinating, but when I was in England, in London, it was right around the time that Roman 
Abramovich. Abramovich. Yes, I knew you would know how to say it. <laughs> he was trying to dispose of all of his property really quick uh, and yes, get the yes. F out. These new peace talks begin under the shadow of troubling new reports that negotiators at a previous round of talks earlier this month may have been poisoned, including a billionaire Russian oligarch. Foreign correspondent James Longman is in Kiev with the latest for us. Good morning, James. Yeah, good morning, Robin. We're hearing that uh, artillery shelling on the outskirts of the city here, even as people in Kyiv continue to try to fortify uh, their home. And this is, as you say, these negotiations on are ongoing. And controversially, Roman Abramovich, that Russian oligarch involved in those negotiations. And there are reports now that both he and two Ukrainian negotiators were poisoned at peace talks earlier this month. This morning, Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich spotted at those peace talks in Istanbul following reports he and two Ukrainian peacemakers may have been poisoned as they tried to help broker talks between Russia and Ukraine. The Wall Street Journal reporting Abramovich and peace negotiators suffered symptoms of suspected poisoning after a meeting in Kyiv earlier this month. Abramovich, the owner of the Chelsea soccer team, was sanctioned by the UK for what they called his close relationship with Vladimir Putin in the past, something he denies. But his link to Putin and the increasing pressure on a growing number of oligarchs raises questions about why he'd say he was targeted. Ukraine's chief negotiator, Mikhailo Podolyak, told ABC News that he wouldn't be drawn on the claim, calling it an information game, and that all members of the negotiation group are working as usual. Putin's dark reputation for assassinating opponents, perhaps a convenient context for a Russian oligarch looking for new allies. Vladimir Putin has this deep sense of, of, of betrayal and what we don't know is it possible that Roman Abramovich has sort of undercut the Kremlin and therefore Putin wants to assassinate him and murder him? The investigative media outlet Bellingcat reporting the alleged victims experienced symptoms consistent with poisoning with chemical weapons, including eye and skin inflammation and piercing pain in the eyes. The Wall Street Journal reporting they had peeling skin on their faces and hands. This temporary pain may have been intended as a warning. The Kremlin has denied poisoning multiple opponents in recent years, like Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who fell ill on a flight from Serbia to Moscow in 2020. Navalny is seen here being transported. He was attacked with the same Russian nerve agent used in the poisoning of former Russian double agent Sergei Skripal in 2018. Former Ukrainian president Viktor Yushchenko, also a victim of poisoning, leaving his face disfigured. Using poisons, killing their opponents, is something that the Kremlin has done literally for decades and decades. And so this is the kind of thing that we could expect from the Kremlin, but it's just not clear to us yet why they would do it in this case. Now, danger here in Kyiv, but danger around that negotiation table. The threat of poisonings hanging over proceedings there. The Ukrainian foreign minister has now told the Ukrainian delegation to not eat or drink anything or to touch any surfaces. Michael. All right. Thank you so much, James. So I wonder if, and he was very close to Putin, I wonder if some of these oligarchs now are going into hiding. Hmm. Uh, let me see. Yes. Yeah. Like what do they Fuck know? Yes. Yes. They're in hiding. They have to be in hiding. They want to be in hiding. They don't want to die because that's the next step. If you say anything or speak out or go off the beaten path or cause money to be lost, bye. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep. There was another model that was recently found dead days after she had questioned what they were doing too. Sad. It's, it's. I always am struck by the case where you saw in North Korea, the dictator's brother in the airport coming back, I think from Disney and the, mm-hmm. the two girls come running up to him and they're thinking they're on a game show, like a hidden camera game show. 
and they touch him and literally within minutes he's dead. Cause they had it planted on them. Yeah. And they, but they thought that they were just supposed to run up to him and touch him as like a joke on a game show. These two, I think one was Chinese or both of them were, but they just thought they were on a hidden TV show and they assassinated him. And it's all on camera, how quickly he died. Well, in Navalny, they had been, there was a team of, you know, hitmen that were poison experts, including a biologist who followed him for three years. And supposedly they put it in the crotch of his underpants. I don't know how that seemed to be the place to put it Mm -hmm. and had the plane. It's fascinating because had the plane not diverted and landed right away, he would have been dead. Like another 10, 15 minutes, he would have been dead. But the crazy thing is the way they found it out is he had called, they had found this this guy, um, I want to say Austria mm-hmm. was running this investigation group, probably something Jody Huff would do from We Love to Hate Everything. Yeah. <laughs> she would probably start an investigation ring, oh. spend her own money on it. This guy spent yeah. his own money on it and actually tracked down, traced down a ring of like seven guys who were responsible for it. So in the end, they called all seven guys. And at first he he got on the phone saying, hi, this is Navalny. Why'd you try and poison me? That didn't work. So they got down to the chemist. They got on the phone. They called the chemist. Navalny pretended that he was a guy from the Bureau of Affairs and needed to know what went wrong with the, you know, uh, assassination attempt. He got this guy to answer all these questions and basically fess up what went wrong. Like even saying, you know, had the plane kept going, he'd be dead. Oh my gosh. It was fascinating to me how they actually, like this guy gave up everything so quick and just believed whoever was on the other end of the phone. It's amazing. Speaking of believing, Prince Harry got trolled by a bunch of Russian DJs who impersonated Greta Thornburg. (laughs) So I guess apparently they must be really good at that stuff. Ciao, darling. February 13th, 2017. Kuala Lumpur International Airport. Kim Jong-un's brother enters the terminal, unaware that two female assassins are also at the airport. It begins with her being recruited by a man who claimed to be a TV producer for months. Kim Jong-un's agents groom City and another young woman to ambush unsuspecting members of the public and smother their faces with cosmetic creams in what they thought were hidden camera show stunts. This time, it isn't baby oil, but a deadly nerve agent. As Kim Jong-un's brother heads to his flight, the two women make their move. Seeking help, Kim Jong-nam heads for the airport's medical facility. So at this point, Kim Jong-nam is in the infirmary and he is behind the door. And this is where this image gets very scary. There's a gentleman in all black walking um, near this door, okay? And he's got a rolly suitcase. He's checking in to make sure that Kim Jong-nam is receiving medical treatment. This is one of the operatives. It's a very elaborate operation. It's very old school. The operation plays out like a Cold War spy caper. There are lookout men. A chemist to handle the nerve agent. A getaway driver. The trial creates shockwaves around the world. She's been charged for the most serious crime in the country, the crime of murder. For the offense of murder, there's only one punishment, and that is death. 
by hand. Chemist of the gang is also apprehended. He is caught on camera, getting his story straight with North Korean embassy officials. This video evidence helped to build a picture of a ruthless political assassination. Both women were released after spending two years in prison. Kim Jong-un's troublesome older brother was no more. Mama, you just got me so high, someone stop me. I think maybe we should do this every day.